Hey, good morning, family. I want to say a special hello to all of our campuses, all seven of our campuses. What's up, San Marcos? Uh, what's up, East County? Miss you guys. Love you. Then all the way over. What's up, San Ysidro? And then we're right in City Heights. And then right here in this building is Point Loma. They're a little noisy. But we cannot forget about our online campus. They are all over the world, everybody, like all over the world. What's up, online campus? And then finally is our microsites all over San Diego. And now starting across the United States, there's gatherings of people behind grocery stores and laundry mats at the beach. I think La Jolla Shores is out there. What's up, La Jolla Shores? And that's our family. We have a big family. Let's, let's actually celebrate a big family today. Can we do that? Just celebrate wherever you are. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. That's awesome. Hey, my name is Ricky. I'm one of the pastors here. I've been with Pastor Miles for about 14 years serving uh, you all. And uh, Pastor Miles is, is taking a break between series. So he would, if you were with us, you, you know, we just got out of the Courts of Heaven series, which was a longer series. And then we're entering into our new series, which is going to start next week. He'll be with us. It's called The Testimony. And we're moving that right into Thanksgiving and then Christmas. We're almost at Thanksgiving, everybody. That's insane, huh? Of course, Costco's had Christmas decorations since August, I think, right? But then uh, he's going to be with us next week, as I said. Uh, he's asked me to come share with you all. And, uh, and so, you know, I came. It's, it's, it's been a while since I've been here. I've been around for a long time. But I'm like one of those, you know, you see those 80s music stars and people are like, they're still alive? You know, is it? <laughs> Yeah, I am. I'm still here. Hi. Uh, and just, just to refresh your memory, and, and for some of you that are new to the team, I wanted to introduce my family. Okay, so this here is, is, my, is, is my wife. There she is. Nope. There she is. Yeah. This is my, my wife, Nova. We celebrated 24 years of marriage this month. I know. And I, I, know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking she's a lucky girl. She is. <clears throat> you're right. Uh, that's my son. Some of you remember when my now 19-year-old son was up on this stage with Pastor Miles and he was only six years old. And now he's 19. He's a freshman in college. He's playing baseball for San Diego Christian. And a special kind of cool thing is he's hosting our online campus today. He's out serving in the lobby. That's kind of cool, right? And he's taller than me. Believe it or not. I know. Yeah, he's like the tallest page boy in the history of all page humans. And... Then some of you remember also for, for a long time we were praying to try to have another baby and then we tried to adopt a little girl and that was a debacle. We never got that. And, and, and the Lord gave us seven years ago this little beauty right here. Her name is Shiloh. Uh, she's right here at the academy. These are her two buddies. She's in the middle. Uh, Shiloh is seven. And can I just have a, a, a moment to brag as a dad? Can I brag as a dad? Is that okay? Can we have it? Okay. All right. So this is also my daughter right here. Check this out. My son taught her how to surf. She's seven, everybody. That's crazy, right? And then the sa shameless plug with her Instagram, you know, follow her Instagram. <laughs> Just because I do her Instagram and I'm proud of her. She's an awesome little, she is, she is only like, she's only like that tall and she's going on waves that are over her head. Uh, and, and, and you know what else about that little girl? Since she's been in my life the last seven years and maybe some of you can relate, uh, you, you really, it's, it's almost like she's like a junior Holy Spirit. She's just like God walking around telling me I shouldn't do things. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she goes to the academy, like I said, and she's out here and they, I'm dropping her off at school and we set her bag down, I hug her and then I start to walk away and I see this little boy running from the, from the playground, Shiloh! And she run, he runs up there and he, and he grabs her and she just kind of stands there, she smiles. She didn't even put her arms around him, but he just grabbed her and hugged her and I'm like, whoa, 
So, you know, I go up and I'm like, it's, that's enough, young man. And I put my hand on his chest and, and he ran away, you know, with a little, a little fear. I'm like, man, am I going to get arrested today? I don't know. I mean, it's like, she looks at me and she goes, daddy. She pulls me down and she goes, it's okay. I go, no, it's not okay. No young man can hug you without permission, Shiloh. You know, I'm like, like you know, say, I'm going to follow you around. You know, and she's like, it's okay. He was really sick and in the hospital, and now he's not, and he's really happy, and he just wants to hug people, so it's okay. I know. Yeah, excuse me. I'm just going to go out, and I guess I'm not a Christian, and you are, so I don't know. I mean, I, simple, simple, simple little message. I mean, it's, 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 it's like what really the gospel is all about, what God's all what Jesus is all about. So I had an opportunity. I know pastor said, would you come share? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bring this amazing theological word. I'm going to, you know, make up theology words because nobody will know. I'm just going to like some Greek. I'll drop some Hebrew on them. And the Lord said, no, you got you to gotta just talk about me and my love. It's simple. So is it okay today if we just get a simple message of God's love for us and then our love for each other? Is that okay? Okay. So if you have your Bibles, would you open up to John 13? This is a lesson, if you will, that a seven-year-old taught me. And I, I, I want to tell you where we're at. Just so, if, for those of you, by the way, that are following in the reading with the rock, we're in the Gospels, which means we're in the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's the story of Jesus and the testimony of people that walked and talked and interacted with Jesus when he was here. And, and if you're not caught up, that's okay. Just start reading the Gospels. It, it'll change your life. And this is a story found in John 13, and I'll catch up to speed. Jesus has his guys, and, and he has a special meal that was prepared for them. He's getting ready to enter into the cross, the, the whole ordeal of the cross, praying in the garden, and then being arrested, and then being beaten, and, and almost to death, and then being nailed to a cross, and then dying, and then three days later coming back. All that's about to take place. And this is like the apex of his ministry. Why he came for three years and he has his guys at this dinner. And, and, and he tells them this one verse. It's actually two verses. So today we're only going to look at two verses in the Bible, everybody. But if we can understand these two verses as simply as a little girl named Shiloh, uh, it will change our community and potentially our entire world. John 13, verse 34 says this, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must also love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Uh, it's a, it's a, about as simple as you can get. And here's what's cool is that Jesus is about to enter into the season of the cross. I call it a season. It was a very short season, but it was a, it was a man, I can't even imagine, neither can you, what that season was like for him. And, and before he does, he just brings everybody up and, and, and he says, I just got one more thing for you. The title of today's message, if you're writing notes, is just one, one last thing. Have you ever watched somebody's house or, or babysat their children or watched, you know, dog sat or like you borrow their car and it's a really nice car, right? And you're borrowing their car because you want to go on this really nice date. And they give you this laundry list of, of, of rules and regulations. Gotta do this, gotta do that. And then what do they always typically say? Oh yeah, and one last thing, right? And then typically it's like the most important thing. So this is just like a, a side note. It, it, this is free. It's, it has nothing to do with that. But if, if someone's giving you all this stuff about their house, just listen to the very last thing. Say, and one last thing. All the other stuff you'll forget anyways. But the one last thing. This is so important. You have to connect. And, so he, and, and he breaks it down into three sections. The one last thing in three sections. He's going to give them a new thing 
And he's going to remind him it's an us thing. And he's going to tell him it's the only thing. So today, one verse, one last thing, three parts of it. And when you leave here, if we can wrap our brains around here, family, whatever campus you're on, wherever you're, you're part of our online campus, whatever country you're in right now, whatever time zone you're in right now, we will change the world. Let me pray for us and then we'll get started. God, thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, th- this whole message that he delivers to his guys, sometimes it's easy to just go, yeah, but that was to a group of, of, of guys, up, you know, 2,000 years ago and they were his disciples and, you know, I'm just not that. So it's not relevant to where I'm at. Well, I, I want to actually say and prove to you that it is. But in order to do that, we have to see ourselves as one. Whether you're sitting in one of our locations or you're on, online, I want you to understand that we are one family. So whether you just showed up today for the first time, you've been here for 14 years like me or 20 years from the beginning, this is your family and you belong here. And I want to say you have more in common with each other than what you think. And we're going to prove it right now. We're going to play a little game. I call it the stand-up game. If, okay? Stand-up if, super simple. So you can kind of, you know, get ready. You're sitting down and then I'll say, stand up if, and I'll, I'll say a statement and then you just stand up. Look around, see who's standing up with you and then sit back down. That's it. Whatever campus you're in. But if you're online, what you're going to do is you're going to type in the comment section in the chat room. You're going to say, I'm standing. That's it. So super simple. All right. All right. Let's try it. If you are under 25, stand to your feet. If you are under 25, stand to your feet. Oh, very good. Very good. Awesome. Look around. Look around. Okay, okay, have a seat. Great. It's fantastic. If you are 25 to 50, stand up. Yeah, a lot of people. All right, look at that. Here in Point Loma, a lot of people. There's a lot of people in San Marcos. You can grab a seat. I see some people in San Ysidro. Okay, if you're 50 or older, we're going to give you a little bit more time. <laughs> Go ahead and stand to your feet. <laughs> Uh, you can have a seat. You can have a seat. I'm, I, I'm 49. I turned 49 this year, so I'm about 40, so I can say that. All right, back off. Okay, uh, let's try this. Okay, if, if, you, uh, if you have children, okay, let, let's, let's break it down. If you have three or more kids under the age of five, no, just stay seated. <laughs> You're tired, right? In fact, take a nap. Just take a nap. It's, that's important. Uh, if, you're, if, if you're single, stand to your feet. Uh-oh, okay. All right. Wait, wait. Stay there and look around. Look around. You're okay, you can have a seat. You can have a seat. Hey, City Heights, the dude's passing down business cards. You need to stop. That's, that's not cool. <laughs> okay. Okay, if you, if you refuse to call and you text, so you actually, your whole thing, you text more than you phone call. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Okay, yeah. East County, everybody's on their feet. You guys all text. Okay, you have a seat. By the way, if you text somebody and you're texting back and forth and you just are over it and you want to call them and you call them and they don't answer, that's you guys, huh? <laughs> you need to stop. Answer the phone. How about this? Uh, if you, this is, this is mainly me. I'm standing, so I'm going to pretend I'm sitting. If you have ever walked around your house looking for your phone while you're talking on it, stand your feet. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the... It's that same 50 and older crowd. (laughs) I love you guys. Hey, but this is really important for you to understand, okay? If If you've ever struggled 
seeing, hearing, or even believing that God knows you or that God exists at any point in your life. And by the way, I'm sitting and I'm going to stand too. Stand to your feet. Yeah, look around. Every campus, all over. You can have a seat. If at one point in your life and maybe currently right now in your life, you've struggled or you've wrestled with depression, sadness, loneliness, discouragement, and you just felt like giving up, I'm sitting down. Stand your feet with me. Yeah, a lot of us. Look around. Look around. Yep. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. If you have ever said to yourself, you know, I just need more God. I need more of what he has for me. I need more of his spirit. I need more of his word. I need to understand him more. Stand to your feet. Yeah, that's awesome. You're hungry. hungry. We got some hungry people. Hungry people in San Marcos. There's hungry people in Point Loma. There's hungry people. You can have a seat. Uh, the point in all this is when Jesus brings his guys together and he says, listen, listen, one last thing. I just want you to get this. If you can get this. What he's really saying to him is, hey, we're all in this together. But, but he starts out with this very interesting verse, or this interesting word in, in verse 34. He says this, he, he pulls all guys together and he says, hey, a new command I give to you is love one another. This is a new command I give to you. So the one last thing starts with a new thing. If you're writing notes, you can write that down. I have a new thing for you. It's one last thing. One last thing, and it's a new thing. And he says, love one another. And when you hear that or when you read that, or maybe you've heard that before, it's kind of confusing because don't you think to yourself, wait a minute, didn't Jesus just spend the last three years teaching love? In fact, if you, if you follow the, the story, there was this time when the religious leaders surrounded him and they said, hey, we got you trapped. We're going to ask you what the greatest commandment is, right? Now, the religious leaders took the 10 commandments and they literally turned those 10 commandments into over 600 laws. And then they were trying to live by those laws. And they thought, we got them now because there's over 600 of them. How is he going to narrow it down? And says, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, actually, there's two. It's two parts. You're going to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is like that. You're going to love your neighbor as yourself. And so... Here he says, I give you a new command, but that was several, that was a while before he has this dinner. And what's that all about? It's a new command, but isn't it still love? No, because when he challenged the, the, the religious leaders as the greatest commandment, he said, it's, it's love your neighbor. It was a neighborly love. It was a community love. It was a, you're, you're expressing those things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness to those around you. Maybe you don't know them. You don't know their names. It's the person you interact with at your grocery store, at your Starbucks. It's, that's, it's a neighborly love. You're, you, you put your neighbor's trash cans away for them so they don't have to do it. It's just, it's just being kind to your neighbor. And, and here it's something new and, and it goes a little bit deeper. But I'm going to say, if he's trying to challenge me to go even deeper than neighborly love, I'm in trouble. I don't know about you. Because it's hard to even be neighborly in my love. You know why? It's because... Our, our society walks around offended. We are all offended, deeply offended by all sorts of stuff. And then, you know, we try not to offend each other, but everybody's offended, right? I, I go to Starbucks and, and I order a drink and she gave me, you know, I, I'm a little offended. I'm not going to lie that they're forcing me at Starbucks to drink my beverage through a sippy cup. You know, I gave those up when I was two. And, and she hands me a drink. I asked for a straw and she goes, this girl, this young girl, she goes, what about the turtles? The sea turtles, right? 
I know. I go, I love sea turtles. They're delicious. <laughs> she didn't think that was funny. And some of you are not going to find that funny. That's fine. Just email me at travis.gibson at sdrock.com and we'll talk about it. But it's this, it's, it's hard to have neighborly love. Are you telling me you want me to go deeper? Yeah. And, and not only are we offended, but, but doesn't it seem like there's more and more of, of us lashing out? I mean, I'm, I'm on the railroad tracks in Del Mar with my, my daughter and my wife. And, you know, we're doing a little picture, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, obviously there's those ding, 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 ding things. And we were like, and there's lights and, you know, there's all kinds of noise and they honk horns. So, you know, there's no train coming. We look both ways, I promise, you know. And we're just going to do a 30-second picture and then we're going to keep moving. And this guy pulls over with his truck and he gets out and he starts yelling, get off those railroad tracks, you know. And so I, I was really, you know, neighborly love and just, you know, said, thank you for being concerned about my family. No. Yeah, I'm like, you better get back in your truck. What are you doing, dude? My wife goes, he might go to the rock. And, and so if you go to the rock, <laughs> I am sorry. Okay. I just, whatever campus, you're probably out in San Ysidro. I'm sorry. That's hard enough. That's hard enough. But he says, no, you got to take it a, a, a next step. So a new command I give you. So there's this, this last thing I want to, the, the very last thing, it's, it's new, okay? And then he says, is, I want you, as I have loved you, you must love one another. He says, listen, a lot of times he has a one-on-one -on -one conversation and we have that recorded in scripture and Jesus is addressing somebody and he's dealing with whatever their issues are. And here he's talking to the group like we are today. And he says, listen, it's a us thing. It's not an individual thing. It's an us thing. We've got to be in this thing together. It's a new thing. It's not neighborly love. It goes beyond that. Actually, this is family love, intimate love. It's the people not that are your neighbors, but the people that are sitting next to you in your row. Or if you're online, the people that are literally in a window and they're, look, they're looking at your, your picture right now. Those the people all gathered in one of our seven campuses today. This is the message for us, everybody. And if you just came for the first time today, you're included in this. You're, you're part of this family. If this is your first experience with The Rock, you're part of this family. And this is a conversation to the family. So it's a new thing and it's an us thing. And he says this, he, he goes as far as to say, a new command I give you. That's crazy. A command is not optional. It's not a suggestion. It's not if you want to. A command, I looked at, I wrote down the definition because I want to know what is a command? You know what I mean? A, a command is, is literally, it's, it's when you're at a different position and you're instructing from a higher level. So that's, that's what Jesus is doing. He's instructing from a higher level. And so it's, it's, it's a new thing because it's not just neighborly. And it's an us thing because it involves your family. And, and, and right then and there, as I'm, looking into God's word and as I'm kind of preparing to come address and, and share, uh, th this is what happens to me. This, 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 this little voice, you ever hear that little voice? It's not because you had lasagna last night. It's, it's called the Holy Spirit if you're a, a Christian and said, yeah, you got to deal with some stuff, Ricky. You got to deal with some stuff. If you're going to get on a stage and talk to my family, you got to deal with some stuff now. Otherwise, I'm not going to bless it. That's what the, Lord, the little voice told me. And I go, no, that can't be God. Uh, here, here's what a, a biologist that I, that I studied 
a, a little bit. I looked at this biologist's work and he was saying this. He said, he's a relational biologist, which is, I didn't know they had such a thing. Anyways, he says this. He goes, if you have two stones and they weigh the same and they're the same shape and I drop them in a still body of water away from each other, it causes these waves to go, right? You ever see that in, in like a lake? And he said, that's the, the energy is what makes those, the energy of the rock hitting, that's what makes those waves. And if you dropped two identical rocks at the very same time, dropped them, those waves would actually increase in size and strength. And when they met, they'd be at the peak of their strength. But he says this, if I was to drop one and then drop the other, those waves are off kilter. And when they meet, they literally cancel each other out. That's biology, everybody. You know what happens when you have two Christians, especially two Christian leaders, and they're both serving, but they're doing it in their own, their own strength and with offense towards one another. It literally cancels things out. So the Lord said, I, gotta, I need you to, to go speak to that fellow pastor that works here at this church. And you got to sit down with him and you have to apologize. So I had to do that on Tuesday. Tuesday. So we, we sat down and, and I explained, hey, you probably don't even understand this. You probably don't even recognize this. But man, I've been phony and fake. I've been, you know, see you. And I'm like, yeah, praise the Lord. See you later. You know what I mean? Like I, in my heart, I don't really like you. And you've offended me and hurt me. And, and, I, and I have that against you. And I, I, need, you, I need you to forgive me. And, and he looked across the table and said, yeah, absolutely. He understood that, you know, what, what Peter was talking about. It says, above everything, love one another earnestly because love covers a multitude of sins. This, this pastor looked across and he said, hey, man, we're not canceling each other out. We're in this together. And he forgave me. That's pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. I love you, Pastor Mario. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> San Jacinto was like, what? Uh, this, this message that, that you get on, on, from, this, from this platform every week, by the way, whoever's delivering it, our senior pastor or whoever, it's not from someone who's figured it all out telling you this is what you do. You do like what I do. It's not from somebody that's, that's broken. As we saw, we're all in this together, right? People standing up for brokenness and all, all sorts of stuff. He said, it's, it's a nuts thing. It's got to be together. You got, you got to be in on this. It's a new thing. It's not brotherly love. Okay, it's intimate love with your family. It's an us thing. It's just not about you and me. It's about your family. And, and finally he says, it's the only thing, which is crazy because he says this. It's very powerful. He says, uh, you, you, a new command I give you to love one another as I have loved you so that you must love one another. But by this, by loving each other, by this, Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's crazy. He says, everyone will know that you are my disciples if we love one another. But sometimes the church, if you're not in the church, you're looking at the church and you see bickering and fighting and, and backstabbing and all this nonsense. If you're part of the world, which I was for 19 years, and I go, why would I want to be part of that? In fact, this is really sad. This, check this out. This is a Yahoo search. And if you just Yahoo search, they give you the, the, the top searches for that. If you say, why are Christians so? Here's what comes up. Judgmental, hateful, stupid, mean, intolerant, self-righteous, unhappy, judgmental, annoying. That's the first response. These are what people are most searching. That's not, that's not encouraging, family. That's discouraging. This new thing, this new thing, loving each other. It's an us thing. If we don't do it, then that's the result. You got to love one another. I, and, and here's the crazy thing is that the world's perception 
of us, according to what God just said in his word, will change the world's perception of the church. The world's perception of Jesus will change if we become together on this, if it's an us thing. I, I don't know if, if you knew, but last week sometime, <clears throat> there's a, Kanye West dropped his, his new album, and it's a, it's a gospel album. And what's crazy is I, I, somebody said to me, you have to listen to this. It's amazing. So I listened to the whole thing, okay? Uh, there's one song where Kanye West says the name of Jesus 14 times. We count it. 14 times. And, and, and then we see this. It's, it comes from the Washington Post. I don't know who wrote it, but <clears throat> here's what it says. We are suspicious that West turned to Christianity only when his public embrace of President Trump alienated his, his base audience. They suggest that he is taking advantage of the fact that the church will forgive almost anyone. Which to me is like a slam and an encouragement, right? Think about that. They think that the church will forgive almost anyone, then we must be doing something right, right? But this guy that drops a new album and says the name of Jesus 14 times in one song, he's, he's got to be up to something. It's, I'm suspicious of that. That can't be right. That's what the outside world thinks because a lot of times they're looking at the church, right? And it's, it's not looking any different than, than their family. So obviously if this guy's taking a stand for Jesus, it's because he's trying to get money. I read another article saying he's trying to get money from the church. Last I found out, the church is broke. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? I, I'm not trying to tell you or, or promote Kanye. I don't know the man. I've never had a conversation with him. I'm not... But I will tell you this, I'm on team Jesus. And if he's on team Jesus, then he's on my team, right? I don't know. The people in your row, if you're sitting in one of our five buildings, uh, the people in the folding chair, if you're sitting in one of our microsites, the people online that you're, you're seeing chat, man, if they're on team Jesus and you're on team Jesus, they're on your team. So this new command, okay, to love one another, it's got to be an us thing. And if it's an us thing, it will change things. Uh, I, sometimes I'm up here and I, and I share and, you know, I, we could read a bunch of stories how, how, how again, in Scripture, how, we, how, how Jesus did this and Jesus did that. But, but I just, I'm a visual learner. Can I hear an amen from all the visual learners? The ADD people that are up walking around right now on every campus. Thank you. I, I love that. That's awesome. Don't leave, just walk in circles, it's fine. <laughs> uh, and, and for us that are visual learners, we need to see it, we can't just hear it. And so I thought I'd just take a chance to show you what I think this looks like. I wanna introduce my friend, Ty. And, and here's the thing, Ty works here. He's on staff here. I see him almost every day of my life, right? Ty, yes, he does a lot of these videos, by the way. He kills it with the videos, right? Uh, and, and it wasn't until just recently, this week, I sat him down and said, what's going on? What's like a, a thing you're struggling with? His dad has cancer. He's been going to a chemo and all sorts of treatments and he's, he's struggling. But, you know, I see Ty, he smiles, he looks happy, but he's got this dad has cancer thing on him. But I'm, I, I didn't know that, you know. But I asked him and he told me, and, you know, I want to introduce you to my friend Omar. He's, he actually serves down on our San Ysidro campus. Yeah, Omar's been around for a bit and... I'm just getting to know this guy. You know, he's like, he, look at him. Like, he just makes you smile when you look at Omar, right? He's, everything's great about Omar, except for if you talk to Omar like I did, he's, 
he shares that he didn't really know who he was and he spent years trying to discover who he was or recreate who he was without Jesus and it didn't work and he hit roadblock after roadblock but now he has Jesus but he still struggles with that identity I get that I know Omar struggles with identity and, and he's wearing it now because I know it I'm aware of it right and then there's Demetrius Demetrius I mean man this guy, I ask him right away, you got to tell me, dude, what's going on in your life? He doesn't even know me. And, and he shared about his parents' divorce, which really messed him up. Some of you understood that. And then it filtered into his own divorce years later. And, and now trying to figure out relationships with Jesus, because apart from Jesus, it's, it's terrible. With Jesus, it's even a struggle. And, and you know, he's, he's battling trust and understanding relationships. And, and, and you know, he's, he's here, but he's serving. He serves at this campus. And sometimes we go this, this way. Now I know this stuff. What am I going to do with it, right? Like I got my nice shirt on, so they're in my robe, but I don't want to get any of that on me. You know, we kind of walk by and we scathed it. But, but, but according to this, I'm going to give you one, one last thing, okay? One last thing. I just got to leave this for you, okay? It's a new thing. It's not brotherly love. It's family love. And, and, and I don't care if you think you're deserving to reach out. It's a command, everybody. Whether you feel like you deserve it or you feel like you even want to get in their mess. Listen, I don't know what, what it's like for my dad to have cancer, but, but gosh, I'm going to pray for you, man. I'm going to be there. I'll go, to the, I'll go to the treatment with you if that'll help, man. I'm, I'm in this cancer thing with you and your dad. You know what I mean? And, and, and check it out. I, you know, I didn't know who I was either, Omar. I think I'm up here. I'm talking on stage. So everybody thinks that, you know, I must, I must be pretty confident. But man, for years, I was trying to find my own identity and I couldn't figure it out. He made you a godly, awesome man. That's your identity, right? You're a follower. You're, you're a warrior. And you know what, man? Broken relationships. Are, I know I said, I, I've been married for 24 years, brother. And I am not divorced. I've never experienced divorce. But I'm going to walk through this divorce life with you. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what's next for you. I'm going to pray for you in the middle of the night. If you need that, you understand that? And God's going to, he's going to give you new relationships. He's going to repair old relationships. And then all of a sudden you look down and you're like, man, I'm a mess. This is my good, I ironed this shirt, man. I didn't even know we had to iron until I got this shirt. You know I mean? This is, this is a picture, everybody, a picture of what Jesus is saying. He's pleading He's pleading. It's, it's something new, which means you don't, you've never experienced it before. He's, he's, he's telling his disciples that. They were with him for three years. What are you talking about? Well, it's new because I'm calling you into this. I'm telling you, you got to get in each other's mess. You got to get in each other's mess. There's people sitting next to you that need you. There are people that stood up right next to you that you don't know at the beginning of this hour and said, I doubt God. I don't know, you know, I've, I've struggled with depression and suicide and they're sitting next to each other and we need each other because you know what? One last thing, this is, if you, if you get this, we can make a difference, right? One last thing is, hey, it's a new thing. It's not brotherly love. It's deeper than that. You got to get in each other's dirt and, and it's an us thing. Okay, it's, it's we got to do this together. It's not about one person handling it all. No superheroes in Christianity and it will change the world. Will you guys, can we all, wherever you are, can you just bow your heads, whatever campus you're at, just bow your heads and, and, and close your eyes. And uh, of course, if you're part of our online campus, don't close your eyes if you're in a moving vehicle, please. Uh, I'm going to do this really quick. This is going to take 20 seconds. First things first, 
If there's any of you that hear my voice that have never done what we, we read in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord, because you believe in your heart, then you're saved. If you've never had that conversation, it, it will literally only take you 20 seconds. You say this, God, I'm confessing with my mouth that I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead for my sin. Uh, and, and so I'm gonna give you 20 seconds to do that, have that conversation. And then you can say, when you leave this place with confidence, no matter who you are, where you've come from, when you leave whatever of our five campuses, if you, when you go offline on our online campus, you can literally say, I'm, I'm part of the family of God, because you are. So for 20 seconds, have that conversation with God. I'm going to say amen for you. Hey, uh, could I get all eyes on me? Because this is for all of us. We're going to do something right now across all the campuses. There are people that are sitting next to you that for the first time ever just submitted their life to God. Some of them, they thought there's no hope for me. There's hope. Can we just, can we just literally celebrate what God just did in the last 30 seconds? People got saved across every campus, across every continent, across every state. Some lives are changing this place. Okay, so... This next part, by the way, check it out. All of you qualify. You don't have to ask yourself, is he speaking to me? If you hear my voice right now, you're in this next category of people that I'm going to ask to make a commitment, okay? I'm with you in making this commitment. I know I'm already standing, but if I was sitting, I would stand. Here's the commitment. If Jesus, it's so important that he says one last thing. I got to get this one last thing for you. And he says it's a new thing, which means we're going to distinguish it between the old thing and he says it's an us thing, which means I'm not, it's not just about you and Jesus having a conversation. It's about him speaking to his family. And he said, it is the only thing that will literally change the, the globe. Then I'm going to ask us as a church across all seven campuses. And I'm going to ask you online, if you can, you join us on your feet. In a minute, I'm going I'm to count to three, make it real simple. And, and we're going to say together, okay, in solidarity, that we're gonna be the family of God. It's an us thing. Okay, and we're gonna stand to our feet and I'm gonna pray over us. Now, I do wanna say this. If you, if you don't believe that or you don't wanna to commit to that, then stay seated. It's fine. There's no judgment here. I'm gonna tell you right now. The Father, God the Father judges. The Holy Spirit convicts. It's our job to love, period. So, so there's no judgment here. If you wanna stay seated, stay seated at whatever campus you're on, okay? But, but I am going to count to three and then ask us, if you can, let's stand together. Okay, then after that, I'm going to pray for us, a blessing over us. Uh, I'm going to pray stamina and patience and the, God's fruit of his spirit over us. Okay, so that we can, in fact, come together. Then we're going to take communion together. All, all your campuses, your campus pastor is going to lead you in communion. And this is how we're going to do it a little different today. When your campus pastor comes out, you're just going to get into groups of people that you do not know. You're already on your feet. So then you just have to slide over and you're going to get those little cups. If you have cups, if you're online, just grab crackers or juice. And then we're going to literally take this meal together and your campus pastor is going to lead us through that. Uh, I, I want to say though, be, before I count to three, before we stand, before we commune together, okay, it can't stop there. My encouragement to you is, Get in a discipleship group, a D group. Get in an R group, a rock group. You, 
we have to make this massive church that's spread out across all the continent and across all the states. We have to make it smaller. If you're on, on our online campus, just say, hey, where's a group? Where do I find one? If you're sitting in one of our, our other campuses, just ask somebody. Okay, let's take it to another level. Can we? So I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, if you can join me in solidarity and say, yes, I'm standing. It's, it's a new thing. It's an us thing. And it is the only thing. And we're going to do it. Okay? We're going to stand across every one of our seven campuses. Are we ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Let's stand to our feet. Yes. 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 Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. I worship you. Uh, I am the least qualified guy in this room to have a microphone on my face. And yet you have me here. That's your grace. God, we are not qualified to love each other in this way, in this new way. But God, we know your Holy Spirit can fill us and remove us and, and remove, set us aside so that we can be free to literally get in the mess of the people next to us. God, I pray that through these communion groups that somebody would say, hey, I got a real mess. I need you to get in this mess with me. I pray, God, that somebody would confess, that somebody would get clean, that somebody like I did would go find someone they have an offense against and make it right so that we can not cancel each other out. Instead, we would come alongside hand in hand and it would literally be the thing that transforms San Diego and United States and the world, God. We know through technology alone, we have access to the world. We know that it's possible because through you, all things are possible. So in the name of Jesus, I pray supernatural community happens in this place. As all the campus pastors lead worship and, and as all the campus pastors lead these communion times and we worship, I pray that it is something that we can't even describe with words because your Holy Spirit did it. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.